0: Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Birds. We are here today. The whole crew is here today again, actually. Me, Eagles and Tail Nader is back with Eagles.World. We were on, on the last podcast. Jay makes his presumptuous return as a you're like a recurring guest now, Jay. Eagles Empire, if you don't know who that is. And then we have Donovan, too. Don't worry. He's here, too. Don't you guys worry. He's still looking for that mighty K in his uh, Instagram name, but uh, he's here. Bro, get nice. Zach, Bol-
1: get yeah. Zach Bolton the K.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I guess I guess the best way to start this pod is, like the worst pod recording this, if you don't know, on Sunday night, we will probably post either tonight or Monday morning. I guess we have to talk about the Seahawks game. I mean, I feel like that's obligated since they're about to play them. There was the news that came out earlier today from Ian Rapoport, Tim McManus, and Jeff McClain that Jalen Hurts has been increased in his first team reps in practice and will allegedly, I'm saying allegedly because I will believe it when I see it, Will be playing more snaps tomorrow night without Carson Wentz on the field. So hey, if we're lucky, maybe that person will let him throw the ball instead of putting him in for a read no, option. Every no, time that's not in. that.
2: W- that's not what that means. That means instead of running four read options a game, we're going to run fourteen.
3: Oh no, it's not even four. He usually goes on for two. It's one, maybe. Look, yeah. I, I we should we should just start chat about this really briefly before we get into everything else. Um, we talked about this a, li- excuse me, a little earlier, uh, before the pod, and I think the general consensus was just that. This feels stupid. I don't. I don't understand. But like, if you're gonna put Hertz in, why don't you say something like he's gonna be prepared to start the second half if Wentz is not productive in the first half, or just outright bench Wentz? I don't understand the whole. The idea that and, and Rappaport said he's not even gonna get a series, it's gonna be like two or three plays at a time. It's gonna but, be like what they're doing, right?
0: Randley throw I, him and like change of pace or something. It's gonna yeah,
3: be, yeah, it's gonna be done. And then Wentz is gonna come off the field, he's gonna be all pissy, he's gonna get out of his we going see Hertz
0: going tomorrow night. We're gonna get oh, so excited, like, oh my god, Hertz is going back in. Oh, Doug, what do you got planned for Hertz this time? Oh, hey, look, read option, what do you know?
1: Like, yeah, what bro, do you, well, I don't expect it. They're, just, like, they're It's just exciting, dangling. they're just yeah. dangling this idea that they're gonna use him in a better way, and then they're not, and then. They're gonna they're gonna ask Doug what happened he's gonna be like I don't know what they're talking about Jalen hurts got the same first team reps he always got and then we're not going to hear about it again but it seems like that I don't know who someone definitely leaked this. Probably the front office is leaking this. This just seems like something.
0: How he tries to save his ass all the time. It's happened in the past. Like, there's as much as how he's done good things for the Eagles, but he's been terrible the past few years. He's gone through three power struggles, thinking about it. And we're going to get more into the whole GM head coaching controversy later. Yeah, we'll, get into, this. we'll later. get into this. But he survived the Andy Reid power struggle. He survived the Chip Kelly power struggle, kind of. Like, they fired Chip Kelly, kept Howie, moved Howie back up. Obviously, he lost his power to Chip Kelly recently. And if he survives the Doug Pearson power struggle, like, Clearly, he's not doing something right if all these head coaches are all doing their job and then he's not giving them the roster that they need to succeed. Like, don't get me wrong, they won Super Bowl in 2017, you know, great year, but that's kind of luck.
3: Well, yeah let, me, yeah, let me, yeah, let me, let me jump in on that because I, there's sort of two sides to this. One of them is that I think Peterson specifically is getting a little too much heat and it's sort of become a general consensus that Frank Reich was the architect of the Super Bowl team, you know, it was Frank Reich. Um, he definitely played a big role, yeah, but Peterson
0: so, did have a role in that. Yeah, like so
3: did John Filippo. Yeah. and and at, yeah. at the end of the day, Peterson was still calling plays. And in '17, his play calling was a lot better than it is this this year. Um, so I think he's getting a his backlash has been a little strong against him. Um, we saw there was a poll about who the Eagles should fire, and and Roseman was far ahead of of Wentz and and uh, Peterson, and I think that's right because he has clearly been worse out of all three. Um, and and definitely the most frustrating because there doesn't seem to be a clear direction the team is going. Um, and I think to Max's point, very few general managers survive three head coaching regimes. Even worse, uh, he, he not only you know he not only did he did he wrestle power away in consecutive regimes, he's been here since 2000, 2000 and 2010 in this sort of position. He took over for Joe Banner survived the Andy Reid firing and then played a part in hiring Chip Kelly, who he then wrestled, lost the power struggle to, got put back into power. And now it seems like there's been scattered reports that he has too much influence on the Eagles. Um, And then we saw that Joe Banner uh, report the other day that Peterson might be frustrated with the internal dynamics. I I think take that with a grain of salt. Banner was obviously fired for Roseman uh, in the early 2010s. He doesn't really, I don't know why he would have a specific pulse into this current Eagles regime. I think he's valuable as a source to give us insight into how the Eagles operate and how specifically Jeffrey Lurie operates. But I don't know if I trust exactly what he's saying here. But the idea is right. I could totally buy the idea that Doug Peterson is frustrated uh, and, and Roseman is a big part of that. And Roseman might be a little bit more on the hot seat than Peterson. But, you know, the last couple of games are going to teach us a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll get more
0: into that later in the pod. I don't, Real know how you before, trust, I don't know how right, you trust go. Joe
1: Banner. Like just to go up again with Joe Banner, it's like because I remember Joe said that Alshon and Deshaun are both going to be gone after last season, and they weren't. So his pipe Joe wanted, Banner doesn't know what
0: he's talking about.
1: Like all he... You can say all he... Under, well, he knows... Kind Of how Jeff works and how, how he works because he knows like
0: the inside information as yeah. in like how like Lurie works, how he works, and like how he goes through his hiring process. But he's no, so if. he's not going to know sources of Al yeah, he
1: Sean's doesn't ball.
2: have anybody inside the Eagles locker room.
1: But whatever, whatever he says, I can believe that Doug Peterson is unhappy here just with the current power structure. It seems like it seems like when they hired him, he was just the coach, and then as he succeeded, he wanted more power. but they didn't believe he deserved it or should have gotten it, so now we're in the situation where he wants more power, Roseman has too much power, and now you have this conglomerate of trash uh, that's the Philadelphia Eagles. So what I think you have... we are All we're going to hear so far is about Doug Peterson. Will the leaks about Howie come? I think so. Like, we, we haven't gotten them yet, and I feel like without getting leaks that Howie's on the hot seat, people are assuming that he's safe, but I don't buy that because... You think about when Chip Kelly got fired, nobody knew that was happening. That got leaked by the Eagles. The Eagles announced. Yeah, that it was
0: literally, I remember seeing that. It was literally I got a tweet notification from the Eagles official account that said uh, Chip Kelly has been fired. It was so, like what? It was Week, 16? It was, it week it Sixteen. It was Saturday.
1: It was this. It was like. Saturday, no, it was, Sunday, before like the week f- leading up to, because Pat Shermer became the interim coach.
0: Patrick, I, guess, I know coach at least one game.
2: Yeah, against the Giants. And then DeMarco Murray ran for a 50 yard touchdown in the
1: first play.
0: Oh, yeah. And then, and then only to, rushed for. Or cut him, something like that. And
1: then he, yeah, DeMarco Murray had like a 50 yard touchdown and then only ran for 55 yards the whole game. So that's how he played. But so Kelly got fired out of nowhere. And the report after that was Jeff had been looking at head coaching candidates for weeks before that. So. I would say he keeps things pretty close to him and he, I understand the relationship with Harry Roseman has always been great, but he's the only constant in 10 and well, three regimes that are falling apart. Yeah. And
0: so before I- we get more into this real quick, I'm just, I, let's just wrap up the Seahawks thing real quick. Let's yeah. just go through and make some predictions. I'm going to go with Seahawks, obviously, I think we are going to win. I'm going to go with – that's a high-powered offense, D.K. Metcalf. Chris Carson's back for tomorrow night. Ty Lockett, obviously, you have Russ. I'm going to go with 34-17, to 17, Seahawks, obviously.
1: I'm going to say 34-13. Uh, the Eagles will get embarrassed on national television. It's funny that the Eagles have – They won. actually
0: have not lost on primetime yet.
1: Who Same. they play? Okay, they played Mick, Nick Mullins and Ben DiNucci. So I'm not even going to count those.
0: Don't forget Daniel Jones.
1: And, Daniel and Jones. okay, and Daniel Jones. Okay, whatever. It's so when they Daniel- had the
0: Lost Minutes Angeles- Boston Scott touchdown. Eh,
1: whatever. Charge. Uh, so I don't, and they're going to, they have multiple nationally televised games. So Jeffrey Lurie can watch his team get dog-
0: done. This is the last one, isn't it?
1: No, they got, oh, they got to play Green Bay on national television.
0: When, when's the Green Bay
1: game? After Definitely this
3: one, we we it's all national. It's all national after this. Oh, I, I meant
0: primetime, primetime, primetime.
1: Oh, but you're going nationally televised, uh, so everyone's going to see this. I get
0: the little switch that came Because then we play New Robert Orleans. Drops. Yeah, we I play New no Orleans, after and they, they play Arizona. Play. But Hill might be in the quarterback. And New Orleans
1: that. and Arizona, and they could flex Washington, Philadelphia into a four oh, God. o'clock spot. Oh If God. that's
0: only if it's for the division, though, if it's the yes.
1: division Spanish you watch that get flexed to a four o'clock spot, and <laughs> us get dog oh, pounded again. So we're going to get. So I'm hoping that this curb stomp in <laughs> Seattle and then we'll end Philadelphia in Seattle. And then we'll green Bay is next week, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. In some other time. Yeah. All right, so,
2: Tom, it gets your prediction. Trash. I'm going to go 31, 10 and Seattle, obviously DK Metcalf. Uh, I think he's going to go for 150 receiving yards and like two or three touchdowns.
0: See the thing with the whole Seattle thing is you can't have Slay follow one of these receivers. Cause they have two really good receivers. Yeah.
3: I, I think you got to have him follow Metcalf. Matt theoretically, is a better matchup. Oh well, first of all, Maddox would get killed by Oh yeah, Mac
0: I,
2: wanna, I just want to point something out real quick, and I think Jay knows where I'm going with this. Yeah, Jay was really wrong with the whole Avante Maddox on the outside.
1: I thought he was gonna be so good. He's so I, quick. I never He's saw ex- it. No. And then honestly, we kind of screwed up like he'd be fine in the slot. I can't blame yeah. I can I cannot fully blame them because I thought it was gonna be a good idea. But they they should move him back inside now and
3: cut Nikel Roby Coleman. We well,
0: don't know one year contractor anyway. We so he's corner.
1: gone. We need an outside corner, so bad. Yeah, I
3: think they might take one in the first round, to be honest with you.
0: We'll get into that too. Don't don't spoil Bro, the rest it, of the podcast. Right, yeah,
3: Nader, get, come on, man. Let me get my oh, we prediction. Have,
0: we have yeah, months, Nader, go with your prediction Let's see what you got.
1: To talk about the draft. That's let
3: me good. get my prediction in here. And, and and I'm a little it's not that I'm more uh it's not that I'm more, you know, high on the higher on the Eagles than you folks. It's it's just that I think Seattle plays their games closer than um People realize they play down to their opponents. They really do. Uh, even against the Eagles. Uh, Russell Wilson is undefeated against the Eagles. Should have, the
0: Eagles should have beat him last year. If Wentz played in that playoff game, they're winning that yeah, game.
3: I mean, uh, all right, but but Wilson's undefeated against the Eagles, but all those games have been pretty close. I think this ends up being something along the lines of like 27... 27- 20 with a late garbage time touchdown the the, the eagle score you
0: would love those garbage time TDs so, uh, like uh, uh, yeah
3: i'll put it there 27 20 it's 20 it's like 24 13 for most of the second half eagles barely squeak went out at the end garbage time touchdown to close at seven and they don't cover the line is like five and a half strangely well i guess it's in philadelphia but um that's my prediction for the game and i think jalen hurts I think this report is sort of a little bit of smoke. I don't, I don't know how much I buy this. I think Hurts probably plays like eight snaps instead of two and throws the ball like three times instead of doesn't. It's very
1: sus. It's a sus. It's sus timing. If you think it is it. very
3: strange, and I feel like I feel like they would keep it a little more under wraps if they planned on, they planned on this being real. It could be an intentional leak to light a fire under Wentz, or. Just the idea that They're dumb the if they wanted to
0: light a fire under Wentz, they shouldn't have dropped the quarterback in the second true. round.
3: But it, it could also be a whenever something like this comes out, you gotta ask yourself who's leaking it. Um Howie. And it's yeah, it's a good question. Cause I don't know who who has the incentive to leak this unless you're thinking that this report is sort of priming the public for the transition away from Wentz.
1: That's what I'm thinking. And, because
3: and, yeah. And and I, I think do- this could be Howie sort of doing a little bit of work against Peterson who has been really trying to
0: save himself, very
3: strong in the press conferences that Wentz is the quarterback. I think this is a little bit of public undermining from Roseman. That's sort of priming the public to say, we're going to force a change to Hertz. If this doesn't go well, because that's really the only way they can save themselves. And we'll get into this definitely, but I think the only way either, you know, either Roseman or Peterson are here next year is if, is if Hertz shows something and, and actually starts playing and and starts a game at the end of the year, I think that's the only way either of those two guys are here next year. But we can get into that, and I, and I think we have yeah, uh, we'll
0: transition to that right now.
3: An odds thing that we could uh we could all
0: <laughs> yeah. So here. quick segment, we'll do a uh, odds that each person is going to be here next year. I'll run through the people. We'll do Roseman, Peterson, Wentz, Schwartz, Staley, and Fip. I'm going to do my percentages. You guys can do yours however you want to. We'll start with Roseman. I think I'm going to go 50-50 because Roseman's Lurie's little puppet, and I wouldn't be shocked if he somehow figures out a way to stick in to convince him one more year, like, hey, this next head coach I have in my eye on is going to change the whole team. He'll be great for Wentz or great for Hurts, and he'll help us win the division next year, and we'll go to the Super Bowl. So I'm going 50-50 because I could definitely see him just – I could definitely see Lurie just canning everybody in the front office and the coaching staff and just being like, hey, this team is – when was the last time this Eagles team was this bad? Like, let's start over. Let's go from the bottom up. We have possibly a quarterback we can work with. We have a few players we can build around. It's not an unattractive job. We can get a good head coach to come in here. We can get a good GM to come in here and fix this team. So I'm putting it 50 50 Howie Roseman's here next year.
1: Howie Roseman, I'll give it 20, like 25%, 25 to 30% chance. I understand the relationship that Howie has with Lori, and I can see them in a situation where they relocate his power and he's uh, somewhere else. He has a no personnel say, yada yada yada. But I think if you're Lori and you want to blow it up, if you're gonna, if you are gonna say I'm gonna fire a Super Bowl winning head coach, I have to fire the GM. If you're rebuilding this team, you have to go away from everything you've done. You know, how he's been here a decade. Well, he's been the GM a decade. He's been here twenty years. How is it he can't last through three head coaches? I understand most GMs last through two head coaches, you'll probably say. But three head coaches. Andy Reid and Doug Peterson being two of them. You're gonna say he lasts through both of them. I don't buy it. I could see it happening, but he hired
3: both, by the way, just to throw that out there.
0: Technically hired Chip too. Yeah, he yeah.
3: hired he hired yeah, he hired Chip and Peterson. Peace.
1: But I don't buy that, Harry Roseman. Oh wait, yeah. Um, I don't buy it. I'm gonna say twenty-five to thirty percent chance, but I don't think he's back. I think Pearson will get fired first, and then Roseman. Wait,
0: twenty-five, thirty percent chance he's gone. 30 percent. He's out. Oh, that's pretty yeah, I think, low. No, I think I'm sorry. Fine, I'm I, sorry.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Seventy-five, basically a seventy percent chance he's gone. Okay, there we go. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was looking for.
2: I see. I think it's the opposite. I think it's gonna be if if both are gone. I think I think Roseman's gonna be the first one to go. And then, Interesting. So what, and what's
3: the so odds you're,
0: perc- you're putting percentage pretty high then?
2: Yeah, I would say, I would say the percentage would be about sixty that he's gone.
3: Yeah, but I I probably fall him. I probably fall around that as well. I think Max at fifty is going to be the lowest out of all of us. I'm probably going to say sixty five percent chance he's gone, um, like fired completely, and then you know. Twenty-five percent chance he's reassigned in the front office, and ten percent that he's. In I
2: don't necessarily think that he'll like you know he'll lose being in the Philadelphia Eagles position. Well, the uh, the thing
0: is with you know, Howie, there's also a lot of good GM candidates out there, and we'll talk yeah, about that we'll later in the this, pod. Yeah, but there's a lot of good candidates. I'm just out there well. I'm just
2: talking about losing his his GM role. Like I maybe he could stay so in the organization, again, kind of like what happened yeah. when
0: he, Chip Kelly took power.
2: I don't. I but I just think that there's a sixty percent chance that. Howie Roseman's gone as a GM for the Eagles. Oh, interesting. Ah, why even keep, whether why he, even keep
1: him? Though? why even keep him? Are we saying? A yeah, cat that's cat? what I'm, I'm saying. I don't because I, I don't know. $60 dollars in the negative. Like, what he kind like, of wizard is he?
2: I don't agree with it either, but I don't know what because Jeffrey he's
0: Lurie's little puppet. That's yeah, why I Lurie don't know. Lurie Lurie I don't, don't know what their relationship
3: buddies. is like. You it's know? like Jerry
0: Jones and Jason Garrett before Jason Garrett was fired. So I'm
3: actually I'm with Jay on else. this one. I, people don't realize this is the second most expensive roster in the NFL, and they're they have three wins through 13, 12 weeks. That's it's why
1: like, I think he's gone because he has to
3: be gone. I don't. He's I don't spent understand all this money. For the
0: he's thing, yeah, everyone with carrier's is like he's a cap wizard. Yeah, he's not. this he hasn't been recently. He hasn't been recently. I'll say there's no leverage. We'll do a whole cap podcast eventually, but they're screwed with the cap
1: think about this leverage he had chip kelly's chip kelly's last year how he got back in power chip kelly controlled that roster that was his leverage to say hey i could do a better job building this roster than he can look like what he did he spent all this money and they suck that's i can do better and then he, he or used if that the-
3: roster that won the super Bowl was a combination of chip roseman draft picks in 13 to 15 and then holdovers from the Andy Reed, Andy days. So and it then, wasn't a ton of... And, and then, then a couple the of lucky... stragglers
1: from- like yeah. Pat Robinson and Chris Long and some others. Alshon. And then, and then Alshon, Tory Smith. So you had like a little bit of Roseman, but where's the leverage to say like, oh, I can fix this? Because now all you've shown is that you had a Super Bowl winning team and you had no clue how to build off it. So how do I trust you to rebuild this back? That's why I don't I, think he stays. I, I think, think the bad can-
2: outweighs the good in this situation.
3: Yeah, and I, I think I think if this was any other person and it wasn't Roseman specifically, we would be pretty confident he's gone. I just think people are kind of outsmarting themselves with thinking Lurie's going to keep him around. And we'll see what happens. We haven't heard anything about Roseman, but I've got to imagine he's seen heard he's, anything. About I Peterson, mean, he might stay frustrated, high. but and, like- and even worse, even worse, I think is going to be, I mean, he's made so many, especially recently, you could look at Justin Jefferson you can look at DK Metcalf. You can look at Hertz and Davion Taylor on D. Dillard. Draft. The drafting Dillard is worse pick. than the whole cap just, situation right yeah, now. Yeah, like like a whiteside Sharif, over Sharif Miller. Miller, Miller like Clayton Thorson. Like, the team he can't draft for the, Their team is so bad at drafting. And I think that's ultimately what it does him in. Because ultimately, if you're if you're terrible at drafting and your roster is the second most expensive in the league and you're winning three games, I just I I can't like the reports we're getting about Lurie's frustration. They signal to me that there's not a chance. Like, I, especially when Peterson is not, he's had a good run here. It's not, it's not like he's been a mess for a long time. Where Chip Kelly, you could say, you know, he wrangled power, and then it was a disaster. Peterson has just been sort of doing his job, and it fell apart this year. I don't think Laurie would get this frustrated and only let it out on Peterson and the coaching staff. I want to throw
2: another name out there: Casey Tuhill. When they when they drafted him, and, and, then him to, and then, then released him, and then releaseders, and then released him to waivers but to try to get him back. Clayton
3: Thorson. Clayton Thorson's just terrible. Donnell
1: Pumphrey, Matt Collins Hollins, Shelton Gibson, Elijah Matt
3: Pryor, Sidney <laughs> Jones. They thought Sean they thought Donnell Pumphrey. They thought Donnell Pumphrey was going to be the next Aaron Sproles. Yeah, this twenty seventeen class is, is is just it's just so bad. Derek Barnett, Sydney Jones, we Douglas, still Mac so I don't know Pumphrey, how we were sustainable after, Nate, Nate after Derry, we drafted like that. Even and before even, that, even of, the sixteen class was terrible. With,
1: 20 Danny Watkins. You think like Danny Watkins, man? Oh, Mant, favorite, Tionism, favorite Firefighter right there. Jay. AC Matthews. You got. It's just it's Two thousand twelve was Nate over-hyped. Nate Nate overhyped. Kendricks Nate is not Allen, good. Michael Kendricks was not good ever. Brandon Boykin had a year, and, Michael, and Michael Michael yeah. Kendrick yeah. Had that one. He
2: had that one year. And he then, he looks, that one and two. then
3: we're looking back at it. We're looking back at it when when Chip got here. It was Lane Johnson, Zach Ertz, Benny Logan, all good picks, and then a terrible pick in in Smith, Marcus Smith. A fine pick in Jordan Matthews, Josh Huff. Terrible pick in Josh Huff. A fine Taylor pick in Hart. Jalen in, in Jalen Watkins. Bo Allen was a great pick. And then in 16, this is the first year where we can say Howie Roseman definitively had the entire say in drafting. They take Wendell Smallwood in the fifth round, and they don't have many other picks. They have they have four guys here, Wentz, Sayamalu, Big V. Vitae leaves in free agency, not on the team anymore. The only good pick here is arguably Wentz and Sayamalu. When you're factoring in how Wentz is playing right now and what they gave up for him, you could say that was a failure as well. So. You know, it's, they're clearly a terrible drafting team. Uh, we're spending a long time on Roseman, but basically... But
1: here's my last thing. I think um, all of
3: us think he's gone.
1: Here's my last thing. Someone mentioned it. I cannot remember who mentioned it. I saw it on Twitter. Harry Roseman's, like, niche things were cat management and being able to scrap players for really cheap and get a good year out of them, you think. Pat Robinson. Good trade, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. good trade, like think
2: J.A. Jai. D'Amico
1: Ryan's or and then you had Pat Robinson, Chris Long, Patrick Graham. You had like savvy Malcolm little Jenkins, moves. yeah. Malcolm Jenkins. You had then really nifty contracts, and now he he's not done that. You're paying a lot of money for Malik Jackson, a lot you're of money. Paying for- money
0: for old players now is what you're doing.
1: Jason Peters, you did your trades have been terrible. Genard Avery, Golden Tate, those have been awful. So now you're already were not a good drafter. You can't manage the cap well because you're spending too much money on certain positions and not enough on others. And then you're not getting anything from free agents because they tried again. Will Parks, what has he done? Nekobe Coleman, what has he done? You know, you're even your big signing, Javon Hargrave, I don't even know where he is. He's missing. So you're not. Marquise Goodwin
2: didn't play this season.
1: It's You're bad. He's not a good GM. The time is up. If he's back, what's the hope for 2021? Because what coach is coming here with that power structure? Unless that – no coach is coming here to deal with Doug Peterson's deal with.
3: Yeah, all right. Who's next?
2: Fire everybody.
0: Who's next? Let's move into Peterson. Uh, Nate, I'll let you start on this one.
3: Peterson, yeah, Peterson's an interesting one. I actually think this is—it's sort of interesting. I think there's there's about a forty percent chance he's he would he's outright fired, but I would say there's a seventy-five to eighty percent chance he's not with the team next year, because I think there's a scenario in which. Jeffrey Lurie goes to him and says, I'm willing to keep you, but you got to give up play calling and you've got to fire all the staff. We're going to, we're going to hire all new people. You can stay, but you won't have the same power. And I think at that point, Peterson is like, I don't want to stay. So I'd put it about 75, 80% that he's not here next year. I just, I just can't see it because there's, it's clear that this guy does not have any say in the team, right? We have Let's just look at this last week. He said Jason Peters would start at left tackle. He's going to be at right guard. He said that they wouldn't fire Mike Rowe and Carson Walsh. They were fired like three days later. Happened to Greg Lewis too. He said he said Carson Wentz was going, was the surefire starting quarterback, and then four days later he stumbled, and he said he's not making a change of quarterback. And then it turns out Jalen Hurts is taking more time, more snaps at quarterback uh, at with with the first team. This goes back all the way to when he was hired, when Jim Schwartz was hired for him, and then even later. When he only, the only really decision he made was promote Mike Rowe. And even more recently, we found out from Adam Kaplan that the Eagles, that Graham Harrell refu- didn't really consider the Eagles' job because he didn't have a chance to do play calling because Peterson has a grip on play calling. And so I think there's definitely a scenario in which Lurie says, I'm willing to keep you, but you got to give up play calling or you got to give up your power. And Peterson says, I have no power. I'm not interested in staying here if that's the scenario. And he's out. So I'd say 75, 80% he's gone but I think Roseman is more likely to just be fired. Like I think Roseman's job is more at risk in Lurie's eyes. I just think that Peterson's not going to have an interest in staying here. And so he's going to end up being gone as well.
2: I a hundred percent agree. I think the only thing I, I just disagree about the percentage. I think it's more 50, 50. And the reason why I feel that way is because I only see it going two ways. I think in January, uh, Jeffrey Lurie will talk to Doug Peterson say, listen, We'll keep you, but you have to give up play calling, like you said. And I think that will go one or two ways. Doug Peterson will say, Okay, I'm willing to do that. And he'll stay. And from there, what happens? I don't we don't know. You know, we don't know who's gonna be doing the play calling. Or Doug Peterson, like you said, is going to say, No, um, I don't want to do that. And they're going to mutually part ways and that'll be that. And I think Doug Peterson um, will be gone and he'll get another head coaching job. He's a Super Bowl winning coach. Whether he's a good play caller, no. But he'll get another job. But 50-50-50 for me only because I don't know what... It's going to come down to Doug, I feel like, in in, in my eyes. Um, Whether he wants to give up play calling or not.
1: I'm going to give it like Probably like a seventy percent chance Doug Peterson is gone. I kind of agree with you, you guys. I don't think they fire him per se. I do think it's gonna be like a mutual parting of ways. I think Doug like.
2: Do I you think that? Do you think that they they will give him the option? Like be, be like, oh, do you, I, think I'll an, you. I think we'll keep you? We'll keep you if ultimatum. you give up play calling.
1: I think there's an ultimatum. Right. Like if yeah. You give up the play calling and we hire an offensive coordinator. Yeah. Or you're, or we let you go.
3: Yes. Okay. So well, let me add this as well. Yeah. So all I, think, on the same page there. I think the next couple of weeks are going to, is, is going to be, is going to prove a lot. If they get blown out in the next couple of weeks, I think he could be fired before the end of the season. If they're playing well and sort of keeping it competitive and hurts shows some things, I think there's a chance Peterson's back. I ultimately think when, if they miss the playoffs, which it seems like they're going to, he'll be fired. But I think it's a little premature for us on Peterson, his job Actually it seems like it comes down to these last couple weeks, whereas Roseman, I don't think anything should change in these last couple weeks. He
1: can't be saved.
3: Yeah. There he should be no reason Peters.
1: Uh, Doug I'll he, give a shot. I'll give 2021 yeah. to Doug. I'm not yeah, giving like another year to Roseman.
3: Like, like think of it this way, Peterson. If if they bench Wentz after the Seahawks game and then Hurts wins out for the rest of the year, you can make there's no I mean you, you like you can make an argument to fire Roseman. You can't really make a good argument to fire Peterson when he's had success with Wentz and then without Wentz. And it seems like Wentz is maybe he's the one problem with
0: like a little badly yeah. structured rosters. Like yeah. the past few years yeah. haven't been good. Obviously Wentz had so a really good end 100%. of the year. Goals, and he's whatever. kept the
3: team together when they, when they've been down. He's a good so locker room think, coach. We've always, that's yeah, never I, been a
0: flaw on him. The I think if
3: him. Peterson, I think if I think the scenario here is like, if Peterson has a strong, a really strong end to the season, there's a scenario in which they fire Roseman and Peterson gets more power in the organization. I think if they bottom out, they're going to fire Peterson before they fire Roseman, probably before the end of the year. Like, I think that's sort of what's going on here. And they'll give Deuce Daly two or three games. They'll give Jalen Hurts a couple of shots. I just, there's a lot that can change. And I think we're going to have to revisit this topic. But ultimately, right now, where it stands, I think it's going to be very, very difficult for you. I,
1: I do. I think everything stays the same. Nothing changes. Monday after week 17, Howie Roseman's fired. They give, it, it takes a few days before we learn what about Doug Peterson. If he's given an ultimatum, I don't know, Doug, <laughs> but I'm going to say that he takes a different job where he can get more power, more say, and keep the play calling like in New York or Houston or Detroit. He just gets a better opportunity elsewhere. So I think.
0: Yeah, I, I'm putting it at 75% chance. Pearson's fired. I think it's more of like a mutually agreed to part ways kind of thing. That's what my guess is going to be. But. So I'm going 75% chance Peterson's gone.
3: Yep.
0: All right, let's move into Carson once. Percentage there. I'll, I, I, I can start as a starter. Could we, as a could starter. We
3: do, yeah, can we do as a starter and then on the team? Because I think yeah. there's a chance he's off the team. I think, but I require, think he's going to be
0: yeah. on the team pretty much guaranteed unless some team's willing to trade for him.
3: And even that, there's a lot of as cap starter, consideration there. Yeah. I'm putting
0: it at 75% chance he's a starter next year. I don't think – I think they'll yeah. give him one more year as a starter, at least week one. We'll let him start the weeks in the first few weeks, kind of like a Tr- Trubisky Foles kind of situation this year. And if he sucks, then they'll throw in Jalen Hurts as a starter. That's what they did with Foles, what the Bears did with Foles this year. Like, that's my guess. I think Wentz will be the starter week one next year, whether it's a new new head coach or Peterson. Wentz will try and fix some things over the offseason. Yeah. I think Wentz will be your starter next year, 75% chance of
3: that. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I I think, yeah, I'm actually going to land it at the, same, at the same number, 75% chance, but I think it's because at some point he's going to get benched this season and I don't think Hurts is going to look good. And so they're going to default to bringing Wentz back as the starter um, with a new regime, especially because it's very difficult to get off of the contract in the off season. So I think he's probably back as a starter, but there is a chance that Hurts plays really well and he's back as a backup. That's really all I got to say about that.
0: Yeah, Brooks I will think will be on the team next year too. No, I
3: think
2: sure. I think uh I think I give it a 90% chance that he's on the team and a, about a 75, 70 to 75% chance that he's starting on the team just based on the fact that you know the salary cap, it wouldn't really make sense to 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 cut him, you know, you would lose um or trade him. Um so just for that, I would say 90% that he's on the team. I would even go as far as a little closer than that. Um, cause I just don't see the Eagles moving Wentz. And then as a starter, I give it a 70 to 75. Um, just based on the fact that, you know, if, if there's a new coach that is brought in and wants and likes Wentz and wants to, to see how he does with, with a year under his belt, under the new, uh, coach's belt, and maybe the play calling will be better for Wentz. It'll fit more of his play style. Um, so yeah, that's 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 what I
1: gave it. Uh, oof. I think we should I think this is a conversation we should definitely have again like in the off season when we know more things. After Let's week say, 17.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm going to say it's a, a 95% chance Carson Wentz is on the roster next season bearing any surprise trade. I'm going to say it's a 100% chance he starts week 1 and a 100% chance so- he is benched during that season. I'm saying no matter. Oh, okay, what, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm oh. saying no matter what. I'm okay. saying Carson Wentz starts week one. They are, def- they're gonna, they're gonna. Whoever the coach is gonna say it's a quarterback competition, a la Mike Vick, Nick Foles, 2013. Yeah, I could but, see that. But it's gonna be Carson Wentz is gonna start week one, and then you got four games, four six games to say, show yeah. us what you got. And if he does not, he gets benched, and I think he will get benched. Either it's under Peterson or a new head coach. But he's back, and then 2021 is the last season Carson Wentz is a Philadelphia Eagle.
3: Yeah, and if Doug so Peterson,
1: he... and if Doug Peterson's back, it's a similar situation where if you got six games and you flop six games, you're fired.
0: Yeah. All right, we'll jump into one more. I think I this one's going to well, be Yeah, I think this one's well, going to be pretty might as well just talk quick. Briefly about yeah, the I know Nate to start with this one. First, yeah. This one's going to be pretty um, quick.
3: I I'm putting this at 95% chance he's gone. The 5% stems from a last That's generous. I think is, you know, here's the thing. I think that you can make an argument that if they make a push at the end of the season, they'll fire the offensive coaching staff and the defense. In all seriousness, the defense has been average. They haven't been the reason the team has been bad. He's not a great, he's been fine. I think he's been fine. So I think there's a chance they make some sort of late push at the end. They say to the entire coaching staff, like Jay just mentioned, you get four games at the beginning of the year, maybe six. If you're flopping, Deuce Daly is going to be the head coach and we're firing everybody. But I think, you know, 95% chance Jim Schwartz is, uh, is gone.
2: Here's my problem with that, though, just really quickly with your point and Jay's point before with the, you know, with Carson Wentz and Jim Schwartz and the coaching staff having four to six games next year. Then you're kind of just throwing away another season. Like you just you just threw another you just threw another well, season they're away they're for, an changes,
0: though, for an office. experiment changes, though, for an experiment. it obviously needs to happen.
1: But 2020 not... is a flop either way. You could look at the situation with the money and the picks. You're struggling in 2021 no matter well, what. No, yeah, just
0: quickly. My, I think it's 95% chance as well. Schwartz is gone. I think the 5% chance just stands from like a whole mathematical standpoint. You know, there is a chance he's still on the team next year for some weird reason, but he should be gone. I'm putting it 95 to 97% chance he's out of here. I'll
2: put but, it, I'll put it at a 99.999999999.
1: i give it a 95% chance. He's gone. Like,
0: I, there's no way you can keep Schwartz after how bad. Like, not even there like said it's not been bad, but this team's so inconsistent. One game the offense will be amazing, the defense will be terrible. One game the defense will be amazing, the offense will be
2: terrible. Here's here's my big issue with Schwartz, and I think nothing was more evident than I believe it was the Steelers game. He fails to when a team. The Steelers game was terrible. When the offense, when the offense is when the when the opposing offense is doing one thing and they're sticking to it, Schwartz and the defense fail to adjust. They don't adjust to what the opposing offense is doing. Chase Claypool, um, was an absolute beast against us. I think he well, had three touchdowns. And in that game
0: was he put on the and he put Nate Gary. Closed, he put yeah, Nate the, Gary the close on the game, Chase that one of, Claypool. Yeah, that was terrible. Like, on, for,
2: the last, for the last the play hey, let's put he our, doesn't make adjustments. He doesn't, yeah, let's he doesn't put, put, our put linebacker, his players in positions to assist Let's put our eight. linebacker
0: who can't even cover a tight end. Who Chase Claypool was a tight end in college, but now he's a wide yeah. receiver, obviously. Let's put yeah. our linebacker can't cover a tight end on one of the most prominent rookies in the draft class and see what he does. When the game's on the line, by the way. Yeah. And we saw what happened. He just doesn't so make like the if, decisions. He doesn't adjust yet. Consensus. If, is- if
2: if Doug is gone, if Doug is, and I'll say this too. If, well, if Doug Doug's is gone,
0: the whole coaching staff. If gone. Doug is
2: gone, I think I think like shorts maybe, is hundred percent.
0: Yeah, no, obviously. Maybe you keep like when Doug came in. Maybe you keep guys like Staley, Stalin. I think
2: Deuce. You know, is gone. Stalin has to stay. I think stout I mean,
0: it's Stalin, the coach decision. But like, Lori told. I mean, the injuries when they hired tough. him. I want Deuce on the staff. I want Dave Phipp on the staff, and I want um uh, on staff.
2: I think Deuce and Stalin are the only ones. Ship's probably to gone say. too. Stallone... He hasn't had a good
0: special team year in years. Cuz the thing
2: cuz the thing with Stalin is is like it's not I don't blame him because the injuries. The offensive line's
0: been good. It's just the fact it's that just... they shuffle it every week.
2: No, I I don't think it's been good at all. But I mean, I blame that on the injuries. I mean, I blame that on Well, that's Jason what I mean. Peters like the, not being the players now.
0: are playing well. It's just the fact that they have a new offensive line rotation in there every week. Someone's yeah. getting hurt, someone's going in, you know. Yeah, but, yeah we're done. Schwartz gone is the consensus here. 95% up for each of them, one of us. And we might as well get into it. Like if they fire Doug Peterson, who are some of your candidates to replace him? I know me and Jay talked about this a little bit before the podcast. I guess I can start here. I have five. It's going to be a post of mine on my Instagram. If you don't follow Eagles Intel, but my five right now are one in no specific order. I have Joe Brady, who's the offensive coordinator for the Panthers. Eric Bieniemy, who's the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, who somehow is not head coach this year, which kind of shocked me. I have Brian Dabble, who's the offensive coordinator for the Bills. Jay mentioned Lincoln Riley. The Eagles I could see looking into it. He's the head coach for Oklahoma. I don't think he will leave Oklahoma, but I could see the Eagles looking into it. We saw them looking to David Shaw before they hired Doug Peterson, and I think Chip Kelly, honestly. And then Robert Sala, if they decide to go defense, defense for their head coach. And Robert Sala is the defense coordinator for the 49ers. Jay, who do
1: you got for me? So my head coaching list, I think just kind of knowing who Jeffrey Lurie is as an owner, he tends to favor the offensive side of the football. Uh, all three of his head coaches have been offensive coordinators since Andy Reid. So my th- – I, actually, wow, mine I is wonder a, who
2: you're going with here.
1: Mine is a ranking. I have a ranking. My number one head coaching option is Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dabble, Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator Joe Brady after him, Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell, Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, and then Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive coordinator Todd Bowles.
0: C B enemy's high on mine, but I think he's gonna end up in Houston. I think he's gonna be a Texans with two. I don't Watson. think
1: I don't think the Eagles go back down that Andy Reid tree. I think it's gonna be offensive guy leaning toward college offense, which is why Dabble I
0: like to Joe, like Joe Brady higher. Which is I why Dabble and
1: Brady, if I had to say today, if they fire Doug Peterson, I'd if i
0: brady's my top guy for the they make around. a bold they prediction later
1: if they fire doug peterson we'll say on the podcast we'll say we'll give a bold prediction who oh yeah well, he, early we'll on. if
0: they fire Peterson, will there be an immediate podcast and there will be a, an immediate reaction and guesses no, be the the immediate be. guess
1: yeah but who i want i I'm like joe, joe brady, brady but yeah. i'm gonna stick with brian Debble until he's hired by somebody else
0: yeah okay don Hello. you got any different guys for us
2: yeah, um, I don't know if any of you guys said it. Robert Saleh? uh salad Yeah, I mentioned How you them, say his name? I, oh he did. Oh, okay Yeah, I
0: don't think I just don't think they'll go defense. The, the defense coordinator. I mean they're I'm not a
2: big I'm not a big Bulls guy. Todd Bulls. Um No
0: Todd Bulls shouldn't be head coach again.
2: I mean he's a good defensive
0: coordinator, not head coach. He is,
2: yeah. You know, um guys I like like most of the guys you said, Lincoln Riley, Joe Brady. Um,
0: I think they'll look into a few Eric college enemy. coaches. Like, I know Jay mentioned the other day, Ryan Day, possibly, who's the former Eagles quarterback coach when Chip Kelly was here. He's obviously coaching Ohio State now. I don't think they would hire him. I don't think he'd leave Ohio State. That's such a stable job right there. That's like the same with Lincoln Riley. He's a stable job. You have job. to
1: call Riley, though. You have maybe to, Greg.
0: Maybe Greg. You Roman. definitely have to call him, but I don't think he'll leave. You
1: have to make a call to Lincoln Riley and say, hey, we want you. Greg Roman, like you just mentioned. I don't want Greg Roman.
0: I don't want Roman either.
1: I don't want Greg Roman. I'd rather anybody else than Greg Roman at this point. But hey, I think the Eagles... There's a
0: good list. The thing here, though, is there's going to be a lot of open... Oh, and jobs
1: Arthur Smith. Arthur it. Smith wasn't online, but Arthur Smith, another one we'll mention.
0: The thing with the Eagles have to consider, which is a reason why I think Doug Pearson might still be here next year, is there's going to be a lot of open jobs. If you think about it right now, New York Jets' job will probably be open, most likely. Gaze is going to get fired. You have this the... Jacksonville job, I, my guess is that's going to be open.
1: Houston, Detroit, Houston job's Atlanta, open right now. they're open already.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think the Chargers job, Lynch should get fired. If you watch that game today, that he did a terrible job coaching that game, awful. Anthony Lynch should be fired. I mean, they might give him another year because Herbert, but I think Lynch should be fired.
1: And then there's, there's other, the there'll be open there'll be open jobs, but but again,
0: we looked at it and there's Peterson
1: like, could get one of those.
0: Exactly. That's what I was talking to someone yesterday, and we were saying. Peterson could possibly get the Peterson could possibly get the Jets job because he, the the connection there with Joe Douglas.
1: He can get the Jets job. Or, you know, you think maybe Houston won Houston could pitch that Super Bowl winning head coach, they can try and get him. I think Philadelphia is a decently attractive head coaching.
0: Spot. I don't think it's a, yeah, I think it's attractive. You have a quarterback so you can work with here. You. you have Wentz, who obviously you've seen in the past, he's been good. You have well, Hurts, who's a great quarterback in college.
1: The goal for them for Lori probably has to be, Hey, fix Wentz or develop hurts. That's your options.
0: Yeah. Just no, do. I, don't, I don't think they're drafting quarterback in the first round. Too two have many other holes.
1: So and and right then, now they
0: said it's seven in the draft. They lose tomorrow night. They're at six. I think it is.
1: Yeah. And then we'll talk uh, about G we'll talk like, do you have any, you have any GM candidates? Cause I know we. Talked-
0: yeah. I think the two guys that come to mind just cause I'm used to hearing them on TV are Louie Riddick, who's the ESPN front office analyst. And then he's also a Monday night football. So we'll hear him tomorrow night. And then Daniel Jeremiah, who a lot of people have said he should have, should get a GM job or like a high ranking job in front of He'll office get a job again.
1: Soon. He'll get a job. You think like Mike Mayock, he did it after TV. He's on my top I love
0: five. Jeremiah. Jeremiah, like his draft stuff, he's spot on almost every year. And that's the big thing with the Eagles. Obviously, cap situation is screwed, but the drafting has been so bad, as we discussed it earlier. They needed someone who knows how to draft. And Jeremiah has been very spot on with his draft stuff in the past few years, work for NFL Network.
1: Yeah, like some of my guys, uh, like Vikings assistant GM, he's also the VP of player personnel. Yeah, Patton. I have him on my list. George Patton, he almost took the Cleveland job. He is someone that has always come up in general manager hunts over the past few years because of how good Minnesota has been under Rick Spillman as a drafting organization. His name came up. He, it was either him or Andrew Barry for the Browns job. He was close to taking it because of Stefanski. Didn't I think, Barry,
0: or didn't uh, Peyton decline the Browns job? I feel like I remember hearing that.
1: Patton did. He he was the finalist, Patton. and then he turned it, and then he pulled his name out at the very end, and they went to Barry. I think they were going to do Barry anyway, but he was in on it. He was in. Uh, so, again, you have to try him. I have Dan- Daniel Jeremiah, uh, Colts Assistant General Manager Ed Dobbs, Cowboys Vice President of Player Personnel Will McClay, and then the Chiefs Director of Football Operations Mike borg
0: I have Brian Gain in there too, the Bill Seniors personnel executive.
1: There's also someone from Baltimore whose name is popping up and his name is just evading me right now. He's under Eric DaCosta. But you have to look at an organization that is succeeding, both building through the draft and free agency. The Eagles are not doing that. Yes,
0: I agree with that. I like the one I'd like to. Everyone's going to say, oh, he's Dallas, yada, yada, yada. But he's done a very good job drafting for Dallas. Dallas is
1: out. out. Even he is in an organization where Stephen and Jerry Jones have so much power, yet... He is very, his voice is heard there. So he would be definitely someone I would give full power to. And I think you have to look, the Eagles front office is not bad. It's Howie at the top, but Andy Weidel and Ian Cunningham, or Cunninghams, are very highly regarded around this league. So I think- I've heard
0: a lot of good things about Weidel through people uh, people have said.
1: Jake Rosenberg is their salary cap manager. He's someone that people like. So I think the Eagles have people in that FO that you can bring over because when you hire a GM, like they don't really change anything that first year in the front office. So, but I think they have guys that are worth keeping, but there's the good GM candidates. There's there's a lot of
0: good GM candidates out there, which is why I think it's more likely that they fire Howie. Honestly, And they can
1: tear this down because yes, the cap is unfortunate. They're going to have to deal with that. We Back didn't time.
0: mention Elliot Wolf's there, too. Elliot Wolf's a good candidate, too. Elliot
1: Wolf, Nick Cesaro in New England.
0: Casarius. I think he's a contract center. I think he's a free agent. for right now. But I, people think he's going to end up in Texas because they try to get him last year Texas. But
1: Texas. Uh, so, basically, like, for a new head coach and a new GM, like, there is some hurdles. The cap is a hurdle. The quarterback situation is a hurdle and the lack of young players. But you look at it, you are not inheriting a roster that has to be kept this way. I think the idea of being able to tear this thing down is beneficial or appealing to some because year one, it's an evaluation period and it's kind of a a softer year. You don't really need much success because of how this roster is shaping out. But Howie can't get another head coach. Four head coaches, I, how is that possible? Four head coaches no, in two years? They should, if
0: anything, you bring in a new GM for Howie, get rid of Howie, and then you let him yeah. ride one year with Doug Peterson. And if it works out, then you keep Peterson. If it doesn't, you let the GM bring his own coach. That's
1: in. always a weird relationship because it always seems like that GM. That
0: new GM from, was going to want a new coach. That new GM is going to want coach. his
1: coach no matter what.
0: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: So that's a weird. That's why I think just tear the whole thing down.
0: I agree with you. I think that's what they should do. I think even if they make the playoffs, because if they make the playoffs somehow, some way, somehow, They'll be, what, four eleven and one 5, five 10 and one something yeah. like that.
1: And then Laurie is always big on having advisors. You know, Andy Reid was a part of the coaching search for Doug Peterson. He'll probably, like him and Joe Banner, have a relationship still. And then Tom Donahoe plays a rather large role in things now. So
0: I think, yeah, I agree with you on this whole tear it all down. I think they should of Doug, Roseman, it get rid of all the coaches. Honestly, maybe you keep Deuce Daly. Maybe you keep, I keep Jeff Stalin. Stalin.
1: Like Stoutland. Like Yeah,
0: but it's more of if they'll stay, you know. Yeah, because they. they, they from their Greed coaching tree and stuff like that. Like they were familiar with the whole way he works. But like, you're bringing a totally new guy. Like, what if they bring in? Obviously, I think this is a totally off shot, very unlikely. But if they did bring in Lincoln Riley, I don't think they'd stay.
1: That whole thing a- changes. That whole thing changes. It just depends yeah. on who you bring in, but. The thing with Deuce Staley with an offensive head coach who calls plays. I think you could, in a world, make Deuce Staley the offensive coordinator. I think he's Deu Staley's time is probably gonna run up here, not because he doesn't want to be here, but I think he will get a job somewhere. Because if you look at it, him and Eric Biemni's track record are not too different. Eric They're really not. Only is difference I think, is that this he's a why an I think maybe they should.
0: If let's say hypothetically the Eagles get blown out tomorrow night, which is very possible, I don't think it's a bad idea to get rid of Doug Peterson after the game, give Staley the rest of the season, tell him you can either start Wentz, you can start Hurts, I don't care who you start, but if you show us something promising, we'll give you we'll give you a contract, and we'll definitely actually consider because there's been they've given him interviews for the head coaching job for I think the I think years. But it's to follow the Rooney rule. They Rooney ruled him. Yeah, they never. They actually never considered him. So maybe you do give him the head coaching interim head coaching title for a few games, see what happens. If he's good, all right, Deuce will let you play it out. Maybe they try and give him the one year and say, "You." I know we talked about this yesterday. You don't think that he would take a one year thing? See if he's good or not. Maybe they give him a two three year deal. See what happens.
1: Deuce is like the Mike. Deuce would coach more like Tomlin, where you hire coordinators and you just oversee. But I think, again, I think you just have to kind of tear it down from, like, everything and just kind of restart fresh.
0: Yeah, I yeah. don't think it's a bad idea. I think that's the best option. Honestly, well, Lauren, there's
1: going to be, there's, what, six more weeks? There'll be a lot more leaks and a lot more info. It's the not fun over. thing
0: is nobody. none of these have leaked, like, We Patricia don't know Fox, anything so that's going to happen. Yeah, we saw Patricia was fired the other day for the Lions at coach. None of these have been like leaks, really. It's been like, okay, Matt Patricia is getting fired. Not if Patricia does this or if he loses the next game, like
1: all we the all coaches on fire we this week have been
0: like immediate fires. They've been we also
1: didn't know we didn't kind of expect Dan Quinn to get fired. I mean, not Dan Quinn, Brian Bill O'Brien to get a fire. No, that I didn't think he, like, I didn't expect him to get fired
0: that early. So I thought anything to do after the season,
1: and even, even Andy Reid, I don't remember. Them leaking that much about him getting fired.
0: Laurie, yeah, we talked about it earlier. Laurie likes to keep his lips shut for the most part.
1: And Laurie, I think he was one. We
0: kind of knew Doug Peterson was like one of the top guys, but obviously he wanted mcadoo first. He wanted, a, did he want Laurie, Tom Coughlin first? They, I, don't they, he they, went to, Coughlin I don't
1: think Coughlin was Coughlin was really deep in He was like the last coach, not the last one, but him and Peterson were the last two coaches that were on the list.
0: Well, that's because uh mcadoo took the Giants' job already, yeah. and then. Adam Tom Gase Coughlin, a, Coughlin oh yeah, to take the Miami job was it
1: yeah they were out Miami they lost to gate they lost gates really early and then it was Peterson or Coughlin or McAdoo and then McAdoo is gone
0: yeah so I mean yeah I think the best option here is to go find a young head coach like someone like Joe Brady if they can possibly swing Eric the I don't think they will be able to I think he's going to end up in Houston with the Texans but bring in a new guy, unexperienced, maybe that will bring this new offense, bring some life to the offense They needs to hire a good defensive coordinator. That's our one thing with Doug, when we hired him, they got Schwartz, who was pretty good for the first year, for two years. Now he's just average and it's probably the best that they move on for Schwartz too.
1: It will be very, very interesting because we don't this know. This offense is going
0: to be interesting. Black Monday could be very interesting, depending on if Peterson's not fired already or they mutually agree to part ways.
1: I do think it takes some time with Doug Peterson. I think they're going to discuss it, kind of kind of painfully long, like Jason Garrett lasted.
0: Yeah, hopefully not. That's the, but, uh, the Garrett situation reminds me out of the Howie situation, possibly like Howie's Lurie's puppy, Garrett's Jerry Jones puppy, then they puppet, and then obviously they got rid of Garrett last year after like much needed time.
1: So, so we'll see. We'll see. Anyway.
0: All right, I think we're really wrapping it up here. Uh, we'll have a draft pod this week, probably. Well, we can probably do it after the reactions from the Seahawks game, unless for some reason Peterson does get fired,
1: unless something insane happens. Because so obviously, be-
0: Eagles, Eagles sit at seven in the draft position right now. If they lose tomorrow night, they pass the Panthers and move up to six, and we'll go over the schedules of the people who are in front of them. Yeah. But yeah, so that's we'll wrap up this pod, this episode. All the boys are here tonight, so nice to see. Hopefully, we'll have a. We'll definitely have a pod sometime this week. Maybe we'll have an instant reaction after the Seahawks game. So I feel like this is just pointless now because we know this team sucks.
1: It's bad. We know this team is bad. We used to fight it and say, hey, maybe they can figure it out. They're 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 healthy and they're they're bad.
0: They're going to somehow pull off a win tomorrow night. We'll be like, oh, God, they're going to go for the playoffs, aren't they?
1: They'll come close, and then Doug Peterson will continue to talk about how hard they compete. and then
0: Exactly, how good their leadership is and whatnot. It's gross. All right. Well, that's it from us at Behind the Birds, and we'll see you guys later.